Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushiret. The New York Post has this headline. Burned out millennials are quitting lucrative jobs. All right. By Dory Lewak. It's not much of a story. Because there's really no science behind it. There's no supporting evidence of this. The reporter apparently has some friends that she could quote. Uh, Here's somebody named Sarah Solomon. But I detected a trend and I have to ask a rhetorical question. Okay. Uh, Sarah Solomon had a sweet life. 20 something publicist was out at fashion events, dinners and parties. Uh, it was definitely New York glamorous. The black dress, leather pants, high heels said Solomon. Anyone, anyone would think I had a really neat life, but she yearned for something more and resented having only two weeks vacation a year. So last August, she quit her seemingly great job at a plum downtown PR firm. Again, lousy reporting. We'd, That's very general. Yeah. Uh, And she said, I wanted to travel more. I didn't want to have to ask for time off and grovel for extra days, said uh, Solomon, now 25, and living in a rental house in Kauai, Hawaii, overlooking the beach. Well, don't all millennials who quit lucrative jobs. (laughs) That's an option for uh, for us, huh? Over the past 10 months, she scaled volcanoes in Guatemala. Well, of course. Soaked up the waterfalls of Bali, Indonesia, and basked on glorious beaches halfway around the world. She gets by by doing freelance PR work on the road. Uh, really? Uh, I do that have much to, work? Freelance, freelance work on the road? I have to budget, but the freedom is worth it, she says. Uh, the world is changing, okay? Um, the, tr- the traditional concept of employment is the latest thing that ever contrarian millennial generation is reinventing. They're quitting their jobs without worrying about what they'll do next. According to a 2018 millennial survey by Deloitte, 43% of millennials expect to leave their job within two years. The trend is in line with broader shifts. According to the, I guess there were studies. I apologize. According to the Labor Department, the percentage of workers of any age quitting their job has reached 2.4% in May, the highest level in more than 16 years. Uh, 20 years ago, I would not have done this or seen this, said Kat Graham, managing partner uh, in a human resources advisory firm. Uh, Solomon's boyfriend, she's the initial woman we talked about, the one living in the in Hawaii. Right. Uh, Tim Mason also quit three years ago, long before the two met. He left a good-paying job selling software at a top consulting company in New Jersey. 
He said uh, he didn't want to work 50-hour weeks with a measly 10 days of vacation. Nothing was wrong with the job, but uh, I had, I, I said, I've seen my life flash before my eyes, and uh, I wanted to go out. Since then, he's traveled around the world. Okay, there's a theme here. I, I won't go through the whole thing. There's a theme there that, well, let me, let me quote you one more. Uh, 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 Mason, I do plan to have, okay, Graham has a lesson. Uh, not every millennial is giving up their life. I, I quit and I have nothing lined up and I am bugging, says Jessica, a 35-year-old who lives in Clinton Hill and ditched her Department of Education school counselor job in June after seven years be, because she could no longer deal with it. What's bugging? I, I don't know. I was at one point of like stay and wish I was dead or leave and be full of anxiety, but at least have some sort of it's for the up talk. Yeah. <laughs> but at least some sort of hope that change was a brewing, says Jessica, who declined to give her last name. <laughs> She's unsure what she'll do next and hasn't been seriously searching for a new job. I'm beyond anxious. I can't even enjoy my summer anymore because I don't know what's happening with my life. Uh Here's uh, Gracie Halpern, 31, ditched her six-figure gig as a copywriter at a major creative agency. Again, we don't name it. Hasn't looked back. She felt empty. I had money, but I spent it all on therapy and healers, she said. Jeez. I started having panic attacks. Uh, I was stressed and overworked. Uh, she gave up her lower east side apartment and headed to Bali. Well, of course. Oh, okay, right. what a trade-off. Uh, I read an article online where you should travel solo based on your zodiac, zodiac sign. I'm a Pisces and didn't really have a plan. She said she went on to spend five months in India. Now she's back in her native Northern California living with her family, meaning she moved in with mom. Right. She's in the basement. Uh, freelancing in the advertising world and taking an online career coaching class. Okay. Boy, it sounds like they find out a whole bunch of stuff, uh, meaningless things to do rather than just get down to business. Well, it's not much of a story because we, we just quote some almost stereotypical uh, young people from New York. Here was the thought I had. Might this become... These people, you could argue, uh, were all presumably products of the failed academy. Yes, where they were coddled and offered safety rooms and crying rooms. Don't worry and about it. Trigger words and take the test over. And I, I wonder if we're going to see in the coming years, I don't know what we're going to see, but what if all of these people begin to enter the world of, of having to hold down a job and increasingly they will be unable to? It, it will be so unlike what they experience in the failed academy, that maybe there will become more and more of these types of stories. Now, I don't think everyone's going to succeed and end up in Hawaii or Bali okay. and, you know, explore volcanoes in Guatemala. That, right. Like I say, she the reporter found some stereotypical type responses to this. Millennials quitting their lucrative jobs. Maybe maybe millennials in non-lucrative jobs are not quitting. My, my point being, I can't help but think that we are fated to see this. You, you, when we read the horror stories from the failed academy, you know, how about at the U where, you know, the, the big pronoun debate, you got to call me Zer or Z or right. they, well, how, how are they going to possibly survive in an atmosphere that expects from them discipline 
when for the most part, when we examine the failed academy, we begin to understand these kids are not exposed to any discipline at all. They're, that's Rook's on the phone, but that's what he missed with the poem, If. These kids in Manchester said, well, we can't have that poem up there. The guy's a racist, an imperialist, a colonialist. He's no good. The poem is specifically about getting yourself through adversity, keeping a stiff upper lip. Hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. Get through it. It's precisely what these kids need to hear. They're not hearing it. They're hearing the opposite. You shall not be uncomfortable. And if you are, here's the crying room. And here's the therapy goat we'll bring in before your test so you can pet it and calm down. I think we're fated to see an era where these, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Frank? Joe? Yes? Who Who are we, okay, We when we find out that the crying rooms and the safe words and areas don't work, and we want to go back to the way we were semi-brought up, who are we going to find to teach the common sense that you and I I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're in the in the failed academy. We've we've seen common sense get completely destroyed. Correct. And what I'm saying is, when we go to go back to it, who's going to teach it? That's Anybody? a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, because and that and that takes time. Right. That takes time as well. That's not just a two week program that you throw at students. This has been a lifetime of. Uh, you're going to be okay, and everybody is vanilla and equal. If you let things go the way the academy has let them go, it's going to be very hard to ever recover a ground floor because that's been destroyed. Correct. Yeah, I, I don't know. You have a great question. Thank you. I don't know who's going to who, who's going to come in and be the uh, savior of this thing. But they've destroyed the base. You're right. It, the it, base. It, it, it not. It's not much of a story in the New York Post, but I. I I only noted it because I, I found myself thinking it stands to reason you're going to feel stressed out in a job. It stands to reason you don't like it. It stands to reason you uh, think you need more than two weeks of vacation. It stands to reason that you're stressed. You, you haven't ever experienced any of that before. Nor have you read If by Rudyard Kipling. The end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchelay. Turn down. John, go ahead, please. Joe, I think you missed something. I know the daily parade of stupidity is hard to keep up with, but the millennial that quit her career is now studying career coaching. Well, not Isn't only that, that windmilling. Not, well, not only that. She was a school counselor. Uh, frequent emailer Wilson notes she made the right choice getting out of that gig because she couldn't counsel anybody. <laughs> well, she's going to teach someone else how to, uh, about their career now. Yeah, thank you. Tom. Hey, Joe. Hi. So, you know, in a way, I sort of envy these kids because there are days that I wish I'd have been a little more, more impulsive during my younger years. But we all make trade-offs. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got stability now that because I didn't do that, I'm in much better shape than if I had. 
And I think where we run into trouble and where I wish these kids folks would step in is that it's all well and good if mommy and daddy are the ones that are helping you out when you just decide to quit a job. But where I think you fear as well as I do is that one day when these kids find themselves 65, 70 years old, we're going to find ourselves in an even worse predicament with Social Security, for instance. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I, I heard another radio host sum up America's predicament this way once. He said that we're this weird dichotomy of being very libertarian at heart, but we're also very compassionate, and those don't go over well. We have trouble stepping over that homeless person and ignoring them. We always want to help. Mm -hmm. And as you and I have discussed multiple times, we're compassioning ourselves out of a country. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Kudos to you who have raised your children to be independent, but I certainly fear for that other half of the nation. All right, good luck. Thanks. When we say good luck, you know what we mean. You want to hear uh, some common sense? There is common sense left in the world. You want to hear some common sense? Uh, In Painesville, Ohio, a judge uh, has issued an interesting sentence uh, to a guy, uh, for a guy named Bailey Toth. You got the audio on this, Rook? I I do. Bailey Toth went to Painesville Township Park one night to play basketball and ended up wreaking havoc. In surveillance video, Toth is seen getting on top of a car and placing a cone on its roof, knocking over a porta potty and throwing two life preservers into the lake and damaging a Wi-Fi bridge with a basketball. Toth was found guilty of two charges of criminal mischief and was sentenced to 120 days in the Lake County Jail. Here's where it gets interesting. Toth will spend 24 hours in jail and receive a furlough. Now, let's let the judge pick it up here. Give him a furlough today to do the fair, to follow the horses around. And your mom's going to be a probation officer, and if I get any issues reported to me, you act like an animal, you're going to take care of animals, you can go with the horses, sheep, goats, cows, and pigs at the fair, and you can shovel up their crap after the 4-H leave in the pens, and it's about that deep. So, you want to screw around with crap? Let you do it. Nice. So the judge, it, the, the kid didn't look like he was headed to be a career criminal. No, he had a bad night, I think. It was on a news channel story out of Cleveland. So he now, he's going to spend 24 hours in jail and then receive a furlough to pick up horse poop at the Lake County Fair. Once he's done, then he'll return to jail for the remainder of his 24-hour sentence. I hope he doesn't try to make a break for it. Uh, then he's going to get a 114-day suspension. He will shovel crap for five days after the fair is over by going through the animal stalls and cleaning up after them. He also will have to pay restitution of $284.83 for the damage he made to Painesville Township Park, and he will not be allowed to enter Lake County Metro Parks. The judge also ordered that he take at least six credit hours at a college this fall. Finally, he will have an 11 p.m. curfew, except when he has to be at work, which will be reviewed after six months. And he's assigned the most intimidating probation officer possible, his mother. So here's the judge. He's looking at this kid. And he's thinking, you know, I'm going to give you a little lesson here. You're a young kid. You're a young kid. You're, You're probably salvageable. You know, a lot of kids. You're wearing flannel here. You got your 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 somewhat okay dress. A lot of kids, uh, you know, they get in trouble at the park. So here's what you got to do, pal. You're going to clean up all the horse crap at the Lake County Fair. You had knocked over a porta potty. Yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah. 
you want to you want to act like that. You're going to follow the animals around. You're going to clean all the 4-H uh, pens. You're gonna you're gonna clean it up. And for five days when the fair is done, you're gonna clean it all up. And in the meantime, he's not going to sit in jail, which would not have done him any good, probably in this case. It's not going to harden him. And so the judge, I thought the judge was uh, uh, came up with a brilliant solution. Don't uh, don't do this anymore. You want to act like this? I'll show you what's going to happen. You're going to end up picking up horse poop. Right. So congratulations yeah, to you. Here, here. And Rad, you old poet, uh, he writes, you always claim that reporting isn't what it used to be. Rudyard Kipling, I guess Rudyard Kipling's now entering the canon of, of Garage Logic along with William Butler Yeats and Robert Service. And, uh, Rudy, Rudyard Kipling realized uh, that a long time ago. Uh, there's a poem he wrote called Six honest serving men in 1902 i keep six honest serving men they taught me all i knew their names are what and why and when and how and where and who i send them over land and sea i send them east and west but after they have worked for me i give them all a rest what when where why and who those are the that's what you need to have good reporting you need these six honest serving men what and why and when how where and who yeah and uh, this is 1902 uh, the six wow. honest serving men of the poem have been influential in journalism where they are known as the five W's and an H. Students in the field are recommended to know how to make Kipling's six honest men work for them. K- uh, Kipling's men are also used in marketing as a problem-solving tool to analyze what customers want. But Kipling uh, is not uh, suitable uh, for the academy uh, because... Uh, he was a colonialist and imperialist and told Britain to keep a stiff upper lip and let's, uh, let's fight the Boer War and whatever. So the kids, uh, the kids got rid of him and his poem, If. And that was 1902? And I recommend to you that you and your kids read the poem, If, okay. by Rudyard Kipling. It is just, I'm so glad I was exposed to it. I had, right, well, we'll I had no out. idea. It absolutely applies more today to kids or young people or anybody than it did when he wrote it in 1895. It's just, it's just wonderful. And but here, the, and here Kipling was on to the fact that reporting isn't what he used to be because back in 1902, he was advocating for what and why and when and how and where and who. Okay. And Bruce, what did you say? What was your offer comment? Uh, I wanted to know if some of those six honest serving men played baseball. Uh, not, not, uh, not really. No. Wasn't wasn't who on first? No, you're thinking of what? Oh, okay. Not where. I don't think where was on. Where was so, not on the team? Bud Abbott, Luke Costello. Who I don't know. Who was on third? Ripped off uh, uh, Kipling. That's where it came from. They ripped off yes. Kipling. Yes. We'll be back in just a moment, okay. but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and what's left of your Facebook stock. Well, not much. Facebook is losing a lot of market value today, like $100 billion worth. Uh, right now, though, the market is mixed. Uh, the blue chips are doing okay, but tech stocks are down, thanks in part to Facebook. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 115 points. The NASDAQ Composite is down 85, and the S&P 500 off 9 points. There is a split emerging in the U.S. housing market. Some homes are becoming more valuable than ever, while others struggle to emerge from the financial crisis. 
crisis. According to a new report from the online real estate firm Zillow, more than half of the homes nationwide are now worth more than their pre-recession peak value. In the Twin Cities, more than 61% of homes have completely recovered their pre-recession value, with home values up more than 7% over the last year. 3M agreed to pay more than $9 million to resolve allegations that it supplied the U.S. military with defective combat earplugs. The Department of Justice said the company sold the earplugs without disclosing defects that hampered their effectiveness. 3M shares, though, up more than 1.5% today. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, sir, we'll talk to you in an hour, see what you can do about that Facebook stock, okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll really get a bump. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. All right, 1500 ESPN. I want you guys to check out the website, 1500ESPN.com. We got a lot of stuff going on. We're winding down our Sportscaster, uh, Sportscaster Idol competition. And I don't know if you already have your video or your audio in, but if you haven't, uh, the end is drawing near. Watch for future developments via our website, Sportscaster Idol. Thank you, Joe. And this report is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, proud sponsors of the beer show Thursday nights right here on 1500 ESPN. If I had a sponsor. Why do I bother? Why do I bother? You if I had a hammer. I went and I printed the poem if for him, and he, for some reason, now he thinks no, he has to do it in a I, different this voice. Is, uh, and, this is good old Runyard, huh? Yeah. No. Runyard Kipling. Uh, Reavers. I didn't do anything. Just talk. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the Twins wrapped up a three-game sweep of the Blue Jays. That's good news. Yesterday in Toronto, uh, Mitch Garver, he had his first ever four-hit game, and Maurer and Rosario also had three hits apiece. Matt Belisle pitched two innings of scoreless relief for his first win of the season. Irv Santana made his first start of the season because of that finger injury. He went five innings, allowing seven hits and three earned runs. The Twins are now in Boston for the first of four against the Red Sox. Kyle Gibson will start opposite Sox. Left-handed pitcher Brian Johnson. First pitch tonight from Fenway Park is at 6'10". If you missed it late yesterday, the Wild and winger Jason Zucker agreed to a five-year, $27.5 million contract. Why do, Why is that making... You've, that's been in every newscast now for two days. I think it's... you can you can, Well, it was late yesterday. You can, you can file that. It was late yesterday, so it, it didn't... You know, Johnny didn't have it until like the... Was it the 3 o'clock hour? Whatever. Okay. I'm sorry. You know why? Because there's nothing going on locally. It's in not sports. all weekend. Yeah. Well, the Vikings, uh, they're in Egan. Hey, this is great We're at the, her up. the training camp. Yeah, the new TCO Performance Center. The team announced that uh, less than 5,000 of those free tickets remain for select dates during training camp. And reserve seats ranging from $20 to $25 are still available for most camp practices through the Vikings website. Uh, news notes from today. The Minneapolis Park and Recreational Board announced that there will be no criminal charges in connection with a 911 call at Minnehaha Regional Park that ended with four innocent Somali-American youths in handcuffs and community members outraged. A statement from Park Board Superintendent Mary, Mary Merrill said that there is insufficient evidence to confirm the identity of the 911 caller, so the city attorney's office has decided to not pursue charges. 
Quote, we believe reporting false information puts people's lives in danger and any person reporting false information should be held accountable, the statement read. According to police, a 911 caller on July 10th reported four males holding knives and sticks at the park. The caller said one suspect said he had a gun in his backpack and that the suspects were assaulting the caller's boyfriend. There's like these four boys harassing us, the caller said. Did they say like? They did. Yeah. That's why I included that I in see. the quote. I quote. see. Okay. I see. This was according to a transcript released Wednesday. Um, They kept pulling out weapons and they just won't leave us alone, end quote. I see. Police arrived. Mm. One officer pointed his gun at the four teens. According to the park uh, board, no weapons were found on the teens. An out-of-control California wildfire prompted officials today to order thousands of residents to flee their homes as firefighters struggled to contain the blaze in the mountainous area near the city of Redding. The fire, about 150 miles north of Sacramento, had blackened about 20,000 acres early this morning, three times its last reported size just one day ago. Crews contained just 10% of it, the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection said. The fire is one of about 75 major wildfires burning in the U.S. Uh, in an unusual active fire season that has already burned about 3.98 million acres, mostly in western states. That is above the 10-year average for the same period of 3.54 million acres, according to the National Interagency Fire Center. A firefighter died and seven others have been hurt combating the blaze, which was 27% contained as of this morning. A rookie state trooper still in training was fatally shot, and a second trooper was wounded in a fight with a suspect who took one of the trooper's guns in a confrontation along a highway in a Phoenix suburb. Arizona Department of Public Safety officials said today, Colonel Frank Milstead said the trooper killed late Wednesday night. Tyler Edenhofer graduated from the Department of Public Safety Academy back in May. Milstead said the male suspect used a gun, used a gun lost by one of the troopers during a fight that began after the troopers responded to motorist report of a person throwing things at vehicles on Interstate 10. The struggle lasted a number of minutes, Milstead said. He did not specify which trooper's gun was fired by the suspect. Uh, the suspect was taken into custody, but his identity was not made public. The wounded trooper, Dalen Doris, was shot through the shoulder, treated at a hospital, and released, officials said. We're all in a little bit of shock. Milstead told reporters the DPS family is in mourning. So it sounds like he will completely recover even though he got shot through the shoulder. Well, another one died, though. Oh, okay. A rookie, a rookie trooper died. Yeah, you, oh, were off. No. You, you were on the phone when that happened. And he, uh, he just graduated from police academy <sighs> in May. So he was very oh, new okay. to the... Uh, to the force. A Bemidji, a Bemidji area wildlife photographer knew that he captured something special when he saw a mother goose with a large number of ducklings. However, he had no clue just how popular the photo would become. Brent Cizek said he was walking around Lake Bemidji on June 27th when he saw a is it Merga Merganser. Merganser duck with 56 ducklings swimming around it. Here's my question. Can a duck have all those did that duck drop 56 eggs must be catholic <laughs> yeah uh a farm duck why don't you look that a up farm duck. how many well, ducklings uh, are possible let's go right hey, to the farm hey roycey how would i finish the story oh that's true i'm there serious how you doing <laughs> hey uh how many ducklings i really was out of step uh, there. duck 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 great duck how many you got <laughs> you're uh, you're it 
Uh, it had, as Joe mentioned, the the mother goose had fifty six. Not a goose. Yes, it is. I thought it, it was, was a duck. duck. Well, the merganser, because I looked this up, okay. knowing okay. this would come up. There you go. Good. And what I found is the merganser, the mother, is a goose. I'll be damned. And you, Rook, you can verify, but when I, because I wanted to look up what a merganser was, if it was a different species, but but it is a, it is a, uh, 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 what do you call it, a the relative goose. of the goose, merganser. All right, merganser. Merganser is like <laughs> Mergenstein. Well, that uh, one might be Jewish, yeah, not Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> um, as Joe mentioned, fifty-six ducklings were swimming around it. Uh, he said, "You haven't bothered to try to answer my question, anybody, have you?" This was certainly exceptional. He said, "I wasn't expecting to see much of anything today. To come across that was pretty remarkable." Well, was she running a daycare, maybe? When yeah, he re- right. well, if it was in Minneapolis, he'd get a lot of money. Yeah. Well, when he returned on July sixteenth, the mama then had seventy-six. Ducklings, yeah. an additional oh, this, twenty. This, with this her. is a this. She's running a scam up there. You she's think got, so? Getting welfare money, right? Right. Czek <laughs> knew the photos he captured were special and figured it would get a good reaction from his followers. But now the photo has made its rounds nationally. He said, "I had no clue it would get that kind of attention that it has now." So far, the Minnesota Audubon Society and National Audubon Society have highlighted the photo in articles. It's also run in the New York Times and in People Magazine. Cizek even said National Geographic plans to run the photos online and on social media. Is this the common merganser or the hooded merganser? Apparently not the hooded, I guess. <laughs> I believe I believe it's a common merganser. Okay. Types of ducks but and I, geese. I still just what, asked a simple question, and apparently you can't come up with it. Oh, you're wondering the birth rate, and can well, can, can a, one can goose... a mom give lay fifty six eggs? Female common mergansers lay go. an average of nine to twelve eggs. Well, then where in the hell did this woman, this duck, goose, whatever it is, get fifty six little chicks following her around? Hey. Possibly it's Mormon. I got to get to work. I don't think there's a theological tie in. Are you here. sure? Okay. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> Rook, you said nine to ten eggs. Nine to twelve. Period. Answer the phones. Maybe somebody smarter than us will know. Okay, Iggy, you- right. right. what do you got? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you um, can answer uh, it right now because it might be the answer to my question. I got thoughts on Trump. <laughs> no, I don't want that. <laughs> Is this a person that knows? Yeah, we got line one. Go ahead. Hey, if it's a mother goose, it's baby goslings, not ducklings. You morons. Yeah, but this is uh, this is a merganser. God, I love when people call in. They're always so helpful. Uh, that's all I got on it. Merganser Americanus. Why don't you, uh, I'm sure you've already started your hard, hard re- preparation work for the fair. Right, Russ? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Sure. We are, I mean, we are deep. Yeah, I'm sure. We are Why deep. don't you find somebody that can answer that question? Seriously, maybe uh, Doris can answer it. All right, I'm sure there's a yeah, there's a duck questions that we can answer. Mm-hmm. Don't we have a duck on staff? Maybe not Doris. Don't put the kind of pressure on Doris. I'll find someone from the DNR or the uh, mm-hmm. the duck world, the duck. duck industry. Why don't you the duck world? Why don't you make a note of that for your? Uh, here, it's probably take, a good idea. Here, take the story. Yeah, give me the story. Here you go. Take the you, story. And... You go like this. Fair. Mm-hmm. Capital letters. Yep. Circle it. There you go. Set it aside. Forget about it after the show. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. 
Here's Dave Dole. Here I go. Here's Dave Dahl. It's five o'clock a.m. He's bailed on us. But the party is still going strong. Uh, if frequent contributor Kelsey wants to change careers, I would hire him as the producer of this show tomorrow. Rook. Okay, can you do seven things at once? He can. Uh, Talk to Doris while you're texting about Merganzer Ducks. You got Answer Doris? the phones and then try you, to get Dave Dahl on. You got all Doris on? All the while, the show host is yelling at you and then you let it roll off your back? Well, 50 is definitely on the high end. Such big brood counts are actually pretty common, says Ken Kaufman, field editor for Audubon. This is at least partly because ducks often lay their eggs in the nests of other ducks. In fact, Kaufman says a female duck will have a nest of her own and also make her way over to another nest or two to drop off a few eggs. Most of the time, ducks will lay their eggs in the nests of other ducks of the same species, but occasionally they are known to lay their eggs in the nests of other duck species. Scientists aren't sure why ducks do this, but it could effectively serve as a reproductive insurance policy. If a raccoon invades a merganser nest and destroys all the eggs, the female still has more offspring being safely incubated in other nests. One possibility would be, in a sense, not putting all their eggs in one basket, Kaufman said. Uh, this behavior does not completely explain Sizek's photograph, though, because there is a limit to how many eggs one duck can successfully incubate. Female ducks lay about a dozen eggs and can incubate as many as 20, says Kaufman. More than that, and the birds can't keep all the eggs warm. Hi, Dave. Speaking of ducks, here's Dave. Yep. 67 out there right now, Joe, heading for a high today of close to 70, but we do have a lot of cloud cover and some sprinkles, light showers kind of dotting the radar scope all over eastern Minnesota and western Wisconsin, so you'll be dodging a few little sprinkles, not much more than that. Clearing skies tonight, low temperature drops all the way down to 57, could be some fog in some of the river valleys, and then for tomorrow, the warm-up begins, temperatures back in the upper 70s for highs, sunny to partly cloudy skies expected all the way through the weekend. Some isolated showers or storms are possible Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. Next week, we climb back into the 80s for Monday and Tuesday, but then we slip back into the mid-70s for highs Wednesday and Thursday. So it's not going to stay warm for very long, but Monday and Tuesday have highs in the 80s. Today then, Joe, again, dodging a few little sprinkles or light showers. Right now we're at 67, and I have the records for the day. July 26. 100 on this date. 100. Two years here, Joe. Yep. 1894. 1894. And 1955. And 1955. And then 45. 45. In 1962. In 1962. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right. Amy, you got Amy and um, John. Amy. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Um, I was listening to Lori and Julia last night. And Lori went into the whole spiel about the merganser Mm -hmm. and how essentially it's an elder duck that watches all the ducklings. So the other ducks, the adult ducks, will drop off. Like a grandpa. Yeah, drop off a bunch of baby ducks. There you go. Joe, tell us about that. All right, thank you. Sure. I do know this. Uh, uh, Listener Greg notes, it is like a daycare, as you said, with this particular species of duck. The mother looks after other mother's offspring. The article alluded to that. I don't know if our newsman got to that. That, oh. would, have, that would have cleared it up. I do know uh, that uh, I don't want to get too complicated. Here. No, no, no. But if the merganser is in the goose family, 
Can you corroborate that? Did we? Did your research tell you that? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, I do know geese. Uh, they have a sense of community, mm-hmm. not not foghornably, right? And they they do watch the children of others, and so I think merely what we saw here was an example of a uh, female adult uh, merganser taking care of uh, her friend's children for the day. You know what's fantastic, Joe, is we have a, a, a great cast of, of Garage Logic characters. And I was attempting to contact Doris, and Doris tells me this. Mm-hmm. They gather the other ducklings from other females. Often an older duck will raise a bunch of ducklings over and above her own. Sure. They're often smarter about raising the ducklings. I have seen this with other waterfowl. So there's Doris Thank chiming you. in Thank with you. accurate information Thank and you. confirming. Thank you. And and uh, I think it's incumbent on on us, us, we, people, man, human mm-hmm. to uh when we get a, a a conundrum like this. Yes. I like to get to the bottom get of to, it in any way shape or it, form. It, however whatever you know, it takes. Whoever's on the team. Whatever it takes. Whoever's who's, under my direction. Who's on uh, line 1? John. John? Yes. Go hey ahead. there, Joe. Hi. Hey, I, I guess that you guys have kind of d- discussed the daycare aspect. It, it's called a, I, I think they call it a, a, a crutch. All right. And uh, I was reading it in the, the enemy newspaper here this morning, and uh, they uh, they also mentioned uh, one thing that hasn't been mentioned is that uh, uh, ostriches do the same thing, apparently. Take care of each other. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You, all right, thank you. That's all I got. Thank you. And, Thanks, you know, Joe. you referenced earlier when I, I joked about, you know, whether they are Jewish or what Mormon or Catholic. Yeah. And in my extensive, and I mean, this is extensive research. I don't think you're going to get this from any offside I don't think so either. I do believe they are Catholic because in the description, they have black backs and upper wing coverts with white scapulars. Really? So apparently they're from the order theory. Uh, they, yeah. I don't know if it's the Carmelites or what, but I'll be damned. White scapulars. Uh, you know what other uh, animal? Uh, I think elephants uh, take care of each other. Uh, they do. I've seen that with uh, videos of them trying to get out of the muddy water. Or... Elephants, uh, they can be t- taken from their family and years later. Have great joy at at, be, at being reunited with their family. You've seen this on uh, Elephant Week on. Uh, well, what? No, uh, no, I know. I Planet Earth right. or whatever. Uh, yeah, no, elephants. Uh, I think are tremendously intelligent, and I think they watch out for each. Am I supposed to take that call? They uh, watch out for each other, and uh, you know, an elephant will wander away and get lost and. And then suddenly it finds its family again after years, and you would think it was a, a reunion, you know, on the 4th of July. Paul. Paul? Yes? You're on the air. Go ahead. Paul? Hi there. Did you guys get an answer to your McGanzer question? They, the, uh, they tend to watch the uh, children of other ducks. Um, no. I guess what I know about them is that they are cavity nesters. They nest in hollow trees or like wood duck houses. And what happens is the juvenile McGanzer hen um, tends to be, they call them parasitic. They have no intentions of raising a clutch. They're just too immature. And so what they end up doing is going and 
basically laying their eggs in other hens, uh, say, nest box or yeah. cavities. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You bet. I, Sometimes you even get a little more information you, than you need. That was Ingy like. Went too far. You went a little bit too far. Uh, Doris is giving us some information. Occasionally, cows on pasture will babysit other calves. Well, why not? You know, mom's got to go a, and have a smoke. It's or a something. village thing. It right. is. Right. You know what? It takes a village, doesn't it, Matt? Maybe in the animal world. Yeah. Not really in the human world. Human? Human. Woman. Human. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. The two of us is all there is. The rest is just a dream. Well, Kenny chimes in. The uh, caller Paul was correct. Oh. And, and what did he say before that? <laughs> and Kenny, uh, uh, Kenny. Uh, Kelsey adds, in some instances, young mergansers quit their jobs to follow their passion because they're like, you know, burned out. (laughs) (laughs) Then they move back home to save money while they consider what they want to do for the rest of their life. Maybe the millennial ones. It's the millennial millennial mergansers. Well, did we learn anything today, kids? I think we learned a lot. Holy smokes. What are we going to learn on sports talk? I just turned on the TCL Broadcast Studio 55-inch TCL TV uh, for the Royal, the Canadian Open at Glen Abbey, which is about halfway between Hamilton and Toronto in Canada. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis Sports Next, 6.30.